Hello everyone and welcome to another interview here on the channel. I am joined by an incredible creative guest who, if you don't recognise the name of uh, their film production team, where have you been on YouTube? I'm insulted that you are my audience right now, but I won't be too insulted because I do need the audience and this person is incredible so I want to introduce you to them. Anyway, I am joined by the incredible Josh, maybe, of Rogue Origin Films, a fan-created, fan content who create incredible films for all the sort of anime, live-action content. We've got James Bond, we've got Naruto, we've got everything. If you're looking for fan content made by fans that, you know, Netflix probably isn't going to be making for people. This is the place you want to be. Josh, thank you so much for coming to speak to me about Rogue Origin. Oh, thank you so much for having me. That's, uh, that's a, a, I am flattered by the introduction. <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I'm Josh Maybe I'm the founder of Rogue Origin, and I'm from Los Angeles. It's kind of where, where we're based. Uh, and as you mentioned, we do live action, video games, anime, comic book creation. We also have some original content coming up. Uh, one, of the, one of the really cool things that's, that's kind of we've fostered within the community is uh, there have been a lot of comments on, on Kingdom Hearts in particular. I'm not a Kingdom Hearts fan, but this was awesome, which is kind of the goal with our content is that you don't necessarily come to the channel because you love X, Y, or Z. You come because you love what we're doing. And so far, the support has been pretty amazing and, uh, and impressive. And I'm, I'm thrilled with the, the, the fans like yourself that, that are <laughs> so supportive of the content. Oh, 100%. And it's been quite a journey. You've gone through so many different fan creations in general. Like you started with a James Bond fan film. You went into Cowboy Bebop, which I hadn't seen Cowboy Bebop, but your fan film made me want to start watching Cowboy Bebop. And it's long, so it's going to be quite a commitment. So thank you for taking up all my spare time. But it was worth it because your Cowboy Bebop fan film was incredible. And you've done so many things from that in general. So just kind of in relation to that, can you tell everyone who's watching the inspiration behind creating Rogue Origin films? Uh, oh man, that's a tough question. <laughs> uh, so <No> pressure. <laughs> the inspiration behind creating content for Rogue Origin was really, there was a lack in the space for fan created content, that not really fan created content. There is a ever since Dragon Ball Evolution. I guess that's the kind of the place to start. Oh, gosh, so I'm yeah. a huge Dragon Ball Z fan, huge Dragon Ball in general fan. And that film, I remember sitting in the theaters and just kind of breaking my heart a little bit. And it, it seems to be a recurring theme of these, uh, the, these adaptations not really nailing the characters or themes. And so that's kind of where it started. And I understand because when you when you're at that level, there are so many people that have valuable opinions that they want to add, and it's it's kind of hard to to uh, to, to remain faithful, especially when you're changing the the uh, the the property for a different audience, right? It was created originally, anime is created for a Japanese audience, and now we're trying to um, change it to fit an American audience. And so I feel like somewhere along the way, some of the things get lost. And that's really where my uh, inspiration for creating this content came from. Besides the fact that I absolutely adore it. <laughs> like I'm the biggest fan of all of these content. Like I grew up, grew up reading comic books and then I, I got hugely into anime. I think Princess Mononoke was one of the first things I watched that I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Besides Dragon Ball Z, obviously. Uh, and so seeing that, it was it, it really just opened the door for me to, uh, for, for 
for the love of the properties. And then um, I'm a director. I've been directing commercials and music videos for a very long time. And I've always wanted to transition into narrative. And this is kind of my doorway into the way that I've uh, talked to about the channel to a lot of people is it's kind of like the sandbox. It's my playground to just experiment with different things and ideas and see what works and what doesn't with really no strings attached. It's not like, uh, like, um, fortunately, because I'm a fan, a lot of fans resonate with the content. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it's it, like I want to experiment with and see what works, see what doesn't work. And so that when we do pursue, pursue longer form content, it's not that we, it, we know it's going to work as opposed to getting out there and being like, oh, I don't know. And also, it, it's great because these pre-established narratives and characters gives you a place to tell stories from where you don't have to worry about the uh, like, oh, who, who is this character and what would they do? And, and it allows you to really just focus on the craft of filmmaking without having to worry about the writing because the writing can be, I mean, and with that being said, the writing is, is very, very hard, <laughs> but uh, it, it, it really allows you to, to kind of work within uh, a, a confined set of rules as opposed to having no rules and then it, it not really being able to focus on any uh, one thing in particular. And that's the long and the short of where Rogue Origin uh, came from. I, I had I'd been a part of a few other production companies and channels in the past uh, that where I directed a couple of pretty, uh, you know, some bigger things. And, and this is kind of the first four way that, that I, like I wanted to pursue. And the, the content is really just the things that I resonate with and that, that resonate with the fans, hopefully. No, awesome. I love that as well. Just like you're taking your passions and you're going forward with it. And the fact that you've been kind of building quite a, quite a big audience through the YouTube channel and so many people are clearly, like you said, resonating with the media that's being presented in front of them and loving every second of it. Like me personally, I've I've already been big into the the shows that you guys have produced on Rogue Origins, but every single one that you guys have produced has got me to want to start watching these animes or watching these films and stuff like that and get into it. So it's taking up a lot of my free time, but I am grateful for it because it's introducing me to things that I may not have known about previously but because you guys have made this fan film about it I'm getting into it and I love that and that's possibly happening with so many other people and even the people who are fans are gonna be like yes more things to love from this fandom we love this and that's it's a- amazing <laughs> That's absolutely phenomenally here. And that's that's honestly one of the goals is because I, I'm so deeply passionate about these things, being able to share uh, that with a new, like a newer audience and people who wouldn't necessarily get into it to begin with. That's amazing. That's the greatest thing possible. And like, to, because these things are so, uh, they're, they're so good. Like you said, you hadn't watched Cowboy Bebop. That thing, that show is just a masterpiece. One of my favorite shows of all time. I mean, I talk about it in the BTS, but it's just so perfect. And every time I watch it, I find something new and something that, that I resonates with that, that I resonate with and so to, to be able to and the, 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 the there's a very big cult following to Cowboy Bebop mm. but it's not really a super well-known show it's not like Dragon Ball or Naruto or um, it, and and I feel like there are uh, certain demographics of people that would love it that haven't necessarily given it a chance because it's like oh it's a cartoon you know mm. oh yeah no totally and I think that's the thing about it it's just unfortunately obviously in today's sort of media though people are slowly getting into animation more sometimes it does take seeing often in terms of Hollywood a bad live action adaptation of said anime to get you into watching the original and in this case 
they're watching a good live action adaptation of that media and it's like oh i wonder what the origins of this are yeah. rogue origin oh my god hold on i just got it rogue origin in a <laughs> sense you're bringing people to the origin of the animation anyway sorry i'm sorry off off point but <laughs> um, i mean you're kind of you kind of hit the nail on the head that's one of the uh conceptions of the 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 inception of where this uh the, the name of it came from i i wanted originally it was i wanted it to be uh, a home for a bunch of different people coming together to create cool stuff. And that's kind of what it's become. And also it, it's it, where do these things come from? And, and we, cause we draw from all of these different sources and inspiration. So that's, that's where the, the name of the company came from. Okay. Awesome. Oh my God. I can't believe I stumbled on that book. Excellent. <laughs> can I say I'm a genius? I can, but anyway, um, <laughs> but like you said, you've been creating all these incredible things. Like you've created content for James Bond, Cowboy Bebop, like you said, Street Fighter, which was incredible and has wanted me to find a way to play that game again. And have just obviously recently released the project for Kingdom Hearts. Just, I know you mentioned that all these things are projects that you've loved and the people that have worked on it with you have enjoyed as well. But what has led to your decision, besides your love for this media, to cover material like this, like animation and you know, games and all that sort of stuff? Like kind of what led to that decision? Uh, how do I, so how did I choose the projects that I chose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so interestingly enough, it's like, it, I kind of just follow the, I, like my gut with things mm. and, um, Bebop had, was a project that was actually, it had been in, it had, I had shot before the start of Rogue Origin. And, uh, and so, because I, I love that thing so much, I had always wanted to do uh, a cover Bebop adaptation. Um, and then when it came to some of the others, they all have weird, uh, backstories and inception points where like, um, Ajab, my friend Josh Han, who's Ajab, came to me with a script and he goes, hey, I, I, there's this really cool comic book. I really want to do this thing. What do you think? And I read the script and I was like, this is very cool. Let's do it. And so that's how Ajab got started. And we did, we did the, uh, the first, the, the like um, very first short, and then we're working on episode two. So that's, you know, and I'm very excited about it. It's very cool. We've got a lot of really awesome ideas that we're kind of toying around with. And, uh, and so it's, it's uh, I mean, I, th I think there's a great window for it because with the ending of the last James Bond, it leaves a, a doorway for another another character, and and to be um, like it's 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 a great opportunity for th that character to uh, step into the limelight. Mm. Uh, and then Fatal Fury was Christian and I sat down and we uh, we just uh, Christian Howard. He, I've worked with him on various projects, Iron Fists and uh, and Fatal Fury. And he, he, he did, he's done some prop design for some of the other projects. Um, he's, a, he's a good friend and he, uh, him and I were just sitting talking one day. It was during the beginning quarantine. We just wanted to shoot something. And we, we love fighting games and we just were throwing ideas back and forth. Like, how about this? And it was that one who came out of the con con constraints of quarantine where it was, I think we shot in late June or early July. And so it was a camera guy, him, me, and one other person most days. Mm -hmm. Like we did three half, like half days. And, and it was just super, super small crew because again, in the middle of the pandemic, we didn't, you know, we, we just wanted to stay safe. And so that's kind of how that came about. We were just tossing ideas back and forth. And then, uh, yeah, Bebop, Bebop was something I'd shot before. Um, Street Fighter, Street Fighter's cool because it, it kind of, uh, my buddy, um, I'd worked with Brandon before, Brandon Suhu, 
And so he was a friend and he hadn't gotten a haircut in a while. And, and he was looking like Bruce Lee. He's like, oh man, he's the spitting image of Bruce Lee. We should do something with that. And, uh, and yeah, it's Street Fighter was kind of the, the uh, obviously Christian had had attachment to that in the past, but it was a, the, uh, the, the cool thing about Street Fighter is there are these other stories that have never been explored. And that's really where that came from is, Everybody focuses on Ryu and Ken and like that story, but the, there are so many rich characters in that universe and, and stories to tell. And that's really where that came from. And so uh, I love how that, that like the, the uh, Balrog versus Phalong turned out. It's one of my favorite fights that we've done. It's so cool and like very hyper stylized and it's very fun. We just shot uh, Street Fighter episode two actually. So yeah, and it's very cool. It's very, very cool. Can't talk about it yet, but very cool. <laughs> Uh, and then Iron Fist was something we also shot before that, uh, Christian approached me about it in 2019, 20, yeah, early 2019. I think he approached me and he says, I've got this idea. Same, same thing with, uh, with Ajab. He, I've got this idea for a script. Uh, I've got this idea for a story. Let's do something cool. And he loved what I was doing at the time with, uh, with the other uh, production company. And, um, and so we kind of bonded over that and got, got just making some stuff. Uh, and then Kingdom Hearts is a project that I wanted to make since Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, before Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. There was this teaser uh, for Kingdom Hearts 3 that showcased Kyrie with a Keyblade and all the fans went crazy. Like, oh my God, it, like finally she's, you know, she's no longer the damsel in distress. She's gonna have her moment in the sun. And then the game came out and it kind of threw all of that away. <laughs> and, and they just like, and so fans were kind of disappointed. I was one of them. I was like, what, why would you make this dope teaser? And then just, just like throw all of that away. So ever since that came out, I was like, how cool would it be to create a, uh, a, 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 a like you basically think that it's somebody from organization 13 in the hood and, and like they're doing, it's just this badass uh short that's kind of inspired by the another side another story um end of kingdom hearts one teaser and you're just seeing somebody just go to town killing all these heartless and at the very end pull back the hood and we reveal it's Kyrie. and so that was the inception of that idea uh and after that it was it, it i kept pushing I was like how can we push the story further how can we and after the end of kingdom hearts 3 we're kind of left in a weird place where they're looking for sora again and so I was, it was, it really hit me when we were like, well, what if I said it 10 years after the events of Kingdom Hearts 3, they've been looking for him for this entire time and it's, and it, and it, it gives it more stakes. And then it, we said it in the real world and that's how we can get this live action adaptation of it uh, and have everything make sense. And, and so it's not cheesy and cartoony and weird and, uh, and gigantic shoes. Uh, <laughs> so that's how Kingdom Hearts came about. And it, it really is just, um, Stephen King, this is a weird analogy to make, but Stephen <laughs> King, he, he has a book called On Writing. And in On Writing, he, uh, he really just pursues ideas that stick with him. He doesn't write anything down. The ideas that he pursues are things that he just, that never leave his mind. And that's kind of how I pursue projects is <laughs> if there's something that, that is in there that I latch onto that I'm like, oh, this could be cool. That's really the, the how, how I choose. And, and that sounds uh, weird and dumb, but um, it's just following your gut, you know? Yeah, I know. I totally get that. Because when there's something like that that sticks with you, 
the fact that it's sticking with you means it's something that's important it's something that is worth pursuing that it's staying with you for so long like I'm someone who completely agrees with that everyone knows on my channel that I've been working on this series about a girl raised by wolves for a novel that stayed with me since I was high on morphine in surgery so like that's the level of like I was high and it still stuck with me because it was so wild so I completely get that and going with your gut and going with something that's stuck with you so much that it's kind of it elicited this huge passion behind it is really commendable and I like like huge applause for that for going with that with these projects because that's that's dope that's seriously awesome and I that that's great that that's what's led to each of these projects is just it's an idea that stayed with you and you've pursued it and you know a lot of people can't always say that sometimes it's just something that just eventually slowly fades but the fact you've gone out and done it as well it's even better and huge huge props to you for that Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> All good. Um, just I, you mentioned a little bit, um, a little bit ago. I can't even remember when it was. I think it was in the, during the first question. But you mentioned about your behind the scenes sort of breakdowns and stuff. Um, so you've done content on uh, on the YouTube channel about fight breakdowns and like casting crew behind the scenes and such. Do you think you'll kind of do these for all of your content? Because personally, for me, like the fight breakdowns are incredible to see, like how all of these sort of stunts and stuff are broken down. For someone who is not athletically inclined, it's interesting to see how these sort of things are worked into, into the film itself. So do you intend to do more of these? And also, is there a reason behind doing these breakdowns and kind of like how they came about on the channel? Sure. Yeah, uh, that's an interesting question. And um, like with all things, uh, the, what, what I'm doing with the channel is kind of evolving and trying to figure out what that voice is. And at the very beginning, we, we uh, what I'll say is making the level of content or with the quality that we are is very hard. And mm -hmm. doing a release a week is, was very, very hard. And obviously YouTube hates that. YouTube wants you to be consistent, uploading every week and do this and do that. And, and so it's very easy for like uh, vloggers or review channels or to, to put out that sort of content consistently. But with stuff like us, it's, it's, it, it's very, very hard because um, it takes a long time. Like Kingdom Hearts was, I, I've been doing VFX for a year. Like in like literally a year, I've been doing VFX for this project, and uh, and and it's so so and and we're also trying to do a certain level caliber of um a, a quality with it. So, I think with the larger projects, we'll continue to do the BTS stuff. But as you've seen on the channel, we've also done some smaller fight tests, and so mm -hmm. the fight tests really allow us to uh, hone in on like what that style is and 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 you can see the progression and evolution of um, some of the stuff in the fight tests and so for that stuff we won't do any of the BTS but I am hoping to continue to do the BTS stuff with the larger stuff uh, with the larger pieces of content it's there there are also now some pieces of content that are in between like we've got a Samurai Champloo adaptation that literally was just me and like uh, like either a gaffer or one person helping me, and so that like there's no crew, it's just me. Uh, so it's it's this weird place where the quality's still there, but we don't necessarily have the the amount of people to interview. So it's and um, so it's we're sorry, I don't have a clear answer for this. But <laughs> trying to figure out what that looks like moving forward. I love doing them because I think it's very, very cool to be able to see the evolution of the channel. I think it's very cool to see what the inspirations were because, you know, you get a year out from something and I don't even remember what the inspirations were. 
So it's uh, as much as I can, I like to kind of treat it like a, um, like a journal, I guess, <laughs> insofar as that it allows, like, it, it kind of, it's a cool thing to see the evolution of where we're going. And, 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 and that's kind of why I started doing it. Because as you'll see on the channel, the, the you know, the, but the highest viewed thing right now is Naruto with almost a million views. But the BTS on that has maybe 4,000. <laughs> so, mm. so it's like, no, fortunately, there are people like you and like me that love watching that stuff, but it's not really garnering eyes. It's kind of just doing it for the, the sake of, of doing it. And maybe, hopefully, one day people will be interested in the why and the how, but right now, they're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I completely get that. So that's also a hint for my watchers to start going watching all the BTS videos for Rogue Origins. <laughs> this isn't a request. I would like to see more. So please go do it for me. It is a personal favor to me <laughs> for you to go and watch them because they're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that's the, as long as there's somebody that is enjoying it, then it makes me happy. Even if it's just you and me, like I'm good. Well, we'll keep making. <laughs> All right, I will take that. I will take that. But also, please, people, <laughs> go watch them, please. Um, <laughs> but I guess just kind of like that in general, just kind of you mentioning a few of the other projects that you're working on at the moment. What can people who are enjoying the fan films and all these sort of stuff expect to see in future? Like, is there anything you can reveal at the moment that is definitely coming or anything that's in the yeah. works that you can share? Yeah, absolutely. So I've talked a little bit about some of the upcoming projects. We have Odd Job episode two, that's gonna be a longer form thing. The, the other goal with what, uh, what I'd like is I'd like these things to get a little bit more longer and more in depth. The issue with that is finances. Uh, these things mm. are insanely expensive to produce, especially when you get something like Iron Fist or Kingdom Hearts where it's groups of people and warehouses and whatnot. If we can keep it confined to smaller locations, then it, it's, it's far more feasible. But yeah, we've got Ajab episode two, which is going to be a longer thing. Cowboy Bebop episode two, which I'm insanely excited for because it's one of my favorite scripts I've ever written. Uh, we have Street Fighter episode two and um, Samurai Champloo, like I mentioned. Mm. Then there are various other things. There's a there's an original um, the original piece coming out called Kings that's a... Uh, uh, much, much different from everything that we've done, but still very, very cool. And uh, so those are the things that we right now have in the works. There are other things in various early stages and whatnot, but mm. those are right now the things that, uh, that, that you can expect to see from us. All right, awesome. Um, I, I guess kind of like along similar lines to that, is there a specific sort of, like, oh, how can I word this? I've forgotten the exact word that I wanted to use for this. Um, is there a specific media or specific like anime or content that you would love to make in the future that you may not have the ability to at the moment, but you desperately want to make an adaptation of? Mm. I, I, for me, it was it like it, it's really was Bebop. Bebop was the thing that I always, for some reason, it's just I, I feel like there are certain anime. And th th like anime in particular, that uh, that it's like, why didn't they just do this in live action? <laughs> <laughs> because it's better suited for that. And most of the time, that's not the case. Most of the time, things that are anime deserve to stay anime. But there are a handful of things that, from that that I deeply love that I would love to see adapted into live action. Evangelion. Evangelion is one of my favorite, again, like Bebop, one of my favorite anime of all time. If you haven't seen it, worth checking out. 26 episodes, fantastic. 
Uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist is another one that it's just the, the, the characters, again, thematically and the characters in that show are so awesome. I would love to see, to, to, to do that. And then there are a few various other ones. They, they've, they, Steins Gate is one that I adore and they're doing an adaptation of. So that's, I'm looking forward to seeing how that turns out. I think it's going to be fun. I could be wrong. I'm hoping that it's good. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, like I said, various other smaller things here and there that I think could be really, really cool. Uh, it's it, it, when it comes to Gundam, Gundam's another one. I've got the all of the mobile suit Gundam the origin like the the manga over here that I absolutely adore and they're doing an adaptation of that I don't know if it's based on the Gundam but uh it, it's I hope that that's going to be good because that story is just phenomenal like I I it's it's in for coming out in 1979 one of the best sci-fi stories to date and that was 50 years ago almost like that's the and and again it's it's about like what it means a lot of the reasons i love anime is it's about um transhumanism and what the next stage of human human being is mm. uh and and so that's those are always really cool themes for me especially when it comes to the sci-fi realm it's because mm. we, we always art is our search for meaning <laughs> and so what i love about uh anime in particular is a lot of the stuff is about transhumanism is what what's the next step whereas a lot of other mediums it's it's searching for meaning in who we are and our surroundings and what we do and and video games are interesting because video games the, the the search for meaning is more about like the playability and 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 it's the control it's it's almost like becoming a god level status mm -hmm. in, in inside the conf the, the, the constraints of the game so yeah i don't know if that answered the question but. <laughs> <laughs> i did don't worry it was all good i literally the only secondary question i had to that was like okay which full metal alchemist the first or brotherhood or both they both you know what's interesting is they're both very good it, you know, a Brotherhood obviously followed the, the manga way closer and is a, a much more uh, um, like like an adaptation, whereas mm. the first Full Metal Alchemist, it really stands on its own. I know a lot of people are like Brotherhood's better. I don't know. I think that they both have their own merits and are both very, very good in their own rights. Brotherhood, I would probably be the, the one that I'd want to adapt just because it, uh, while the themes in the original Fullmetal Alchemist are awesome and still hold up, there's just something about knowing where you're going from the first episode that, and then ending with the, the you know, with that ending, that's mm. so cool. Yeah. All right, so, so sorry, that was actually the first, when you mentioned it, I was like, which one? <laughs> that was the immediate <laughs> question that came up to me. I was like, I can't ask now, because I'll ask afterwards. But <laughs> that's the first thing that came to my mind. Um, but that's very cool. And it's also awesome. That th there are a lot of different kinds of anime that I definitely can see working for uh, for adaptation, which is why it's always, it always frustrated me that the ones that they did end up choosing were the ones that really were not made to be for live adaptation, like, like in Hollywood. It's like, why have you chosen? There, there are so many that could work. What? Why? <laughs> um, well, and, and the, you're right, but also I feel like there are things that they've chosen that could still work. Uh, like, look at um, Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell should have worked. It's yes. it's the perfect like it's essentially you know they, it, 
it's a fantastic movie, or like the 1995 version, a fantastic film that they could have just done a direct one-to-one translation into live action. And it would have taken people, it would have blown people's minds because it's essentially what the Matrix did in 1999. It blew people's <laughs> minds. Uh, and, but instead they, they kind of toyed with the characters and the meaning and, and it was more about, I did a video essay on this actually. Uh, yeah, it's on, it's not on Rogue Origin. It's on uh, my personal channel. It's like the only video essay I've ever done. Uh, and link me, link me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Watch it on like two X speed because I I'm very like slow. And I thought at that point I was like, I could do video essays. This could be fun. And then I just, I'd rather make stuff. (laughs) Um, and, 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 but it's, uh, the original ghost in the shell is about transhumanism. Like we were talking about, it's about like Mm -hmm. what it means, what's the next step in human evolution. The, the, the live action adaptation was just about how, how memory makes you human. And it's like the past is what defines us. And, and it completely missed the point of Ghost in the Shell. And, and so it was very, very interesting to, uh, to, to see what, what the like American version of that is mm-hmm. and how they kind of just missed the mark. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess kind of going into the final question for this, um, which is more just kind of letting people know how to support you guys. So can you tell everyone who is watching where they can support Rogue Origin? And can you tell everyone who is watching how they can support you and what they can expect in future and all the good stuff that is coming with Rogue Origin? Absolutely. So you can follow us on YouTube. Our YouTube channel is kind of our biggest outlet for for content. We also have an Instagram. Um, It's uh, Rogue Origin Films on YouTube. Uh, it's rogue underscore origin on Instagram. We do have a Twitter, but it's mainly just posted stuff from posting to Instagram. TikTok, we have a a decent TikTok following. It's rogue underscore origin on TikTok, rogue underscore origin on TikTok. And, uh, and yeah, we've got, that's kind of the other hub of BTS content because that has a lot of the, uh, the video content. That's just the small snippets that kind of show uh what the the behind the scenes and it's really cool uh it's it's i love uh i was initially hesitant about tiktok but what i will say is the tiktok army the fans i love how supportive the fans are it's almost like the youtube community whereas on instagram you get a lot of people that are a little bit more uh instagram seems to be for the older generation whereas tiktok is just a bunch of new people who are like yeah let's make cool stuff and super (laughs) supportive (laughs) so Yeah. yeah TikTok them. <laughs> <laughs> all right awesome and for everyone watching all of that's going to be linked in the description box so be sure to head over there check out everything on all of the socials um and support everything that rogue origin is going to be bringing out in future just this seriously been so awesome speaking to you about this it's been a brilliant ride and i hope everyone comes and supports you and all of your content gets like millions of views and you're going to do all this awesome stuff in the future thank you and uh by the way i know that you've been a fan almost from the beginning. I, I remember seeing comments from the very beginning from you. And so I'm so thankful to you because it's, it's people like you that uh, have allowed us, because at the beginning, it's so hard. You know what I mean? It's been, it, it was really, really, because the growth was slow. There was, you know, for six or seven months, it was only like 2000 subscribers and it was super, super like, I don't know if this is going to work. And then, but because of people like you and our fans are like, I love you guys. You guys are the best. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for supporting supporting um and and yeah it's it's uh we've got a lot of cool stuff in, in the works all right awesome all right everyone remember all that stuff is in the description box head over now that is an order thank you josh again for coming to speak with me and to everyone 
be sure to support Rogue Origin. They're awesome. They deserve it. Have a good day, everyone. Thank Bye. you.